0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your
1: host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Colin Carr. He's the founder and CEO of CAR, one of the nation's leading providers of commercial real estate services with expertise in healthcare. Of course, among other things, commercial investment, housing, senior housing, realty. But today we're going to be talking about healthcare real estate. CAR's mission is to help companies, practices, and investors maximize their profitability through real estate. There's a lot of ways that we could do it. Colin's going to be covering A lot of interesting angles that you could be thinking about your business as a provider, but also as an employer, what you could be doing to make profitability through real estate. Colin invests his time and expertise into the professional lives of his staff and agents, systems and processes, and ultimately the thousands of clients that Carr is privileged to represent on an annual basis. He's been involved in the commercial real estate area since 2000, and has personally completed over 1,000 transactions. He lectures on and trains thousands of healthcare professionals, administrators, business owners, students, and more on an annual basis through the country at national meetings, conventions, study clubs, associations, universities, and more. He also founded and currently leads several other thriving companies. But today, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're focused on healthcare, real estate, and how to maximize your profitability. So Colin, such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining. Yeah, sincerely appreciate the opportunity. So Colin, you work in a lot of areas in real estate. As you know, we calibrated here before our chat and our listener base is highly sophisticated healthcare leaders in the provider space, but also employers in the space providing solutions into healthcare systems. What is it that motivated you to have a focus area of your company in real estate within healthcare?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I got involved in commercial real estate when I was 19 years old. I started managing apartment complexes, did that for a couple of years. I got into brokerage in my early 20s, started doing a lot of retail. I did stuff with large national retailers, moved into some office work, really just trying to figure out what was my lane and after a handful of years, uh, started just tripping over some deals that were in the healthcare space, started working for some healthcare providers, dentists, veterinarians, physicians, et cetera, and I realized very quickly that no one was focusing on representing the healthcare provider. There were a number of landlord agents, a number of listing agents, seller agents that wanted to work for the hospital system or wanted to work for the investor that owned the medical buildings, but nobody was focusing exclusively on the healthcare tenant and buyer side. So I just kept exploring that space further. And the more clients that I had the privilege to work for, the stronger the response and the more referrals I started to get. And it became evident to me that it was a, an area that was very, untapped. And so I started a company in 2009 called Car Healthcare Realty. And we had a double niche of only healthcare and only representing tenants and buyers. And that's what we've done now for over the last 11 years. We've expanded to some other areas because we had traditional commercial companies and other groups that have asked us to take our same expertise that we utilize in the healthcare space and bring it into the commercial space or senior housing space. But Healthcare is what well, is and was the, the the primary focus from the beginning, and you know we represent a couple thousand healthcare providers each year now, and we went from operating out of just Colorado to now we're in about thirty five plus states, and we touch deals in in all fifty states plus DC,
1: and that's really our passion. Love it. Yeah, no, it's uh you you caught on to an opportunity in the market and you seized it, and uh, have been working pretty. <laughs> Voraciously to 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 make things happen for for the leaders in healthcare, and so how are you and your business adding value to the ecosystem through real estate?
0: Absolutely. So a lot of people re- recognize real estate as being just kind of a, a component that you have to deal with, and everyone's looking for chances to lower their bottom, you know, lower their overhead. You know, trying to find ways to cut expenses. Some people are more proactive with trying to find ways to grow, et cetera. But real estate really affects affects both sides. It affects the overhead, but it also can dramatically affect the profitability as well. I mean, most healthcare providers know that real estate is expensive, but they don't they don't realize that it's usually the second or third highest expense. Typically, payroll is number one real estate's usually number two. There's times when you could have capital equipment or other operating costs that take the number two slot. But if you look at a a healthcare provider's practice over a 20, 30 year period, real estate typically occupies the second position. And so you start looking at that, you negotiate a good deal or a bad deal. It can it can have a swing, or it can affect your economics by tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. As an example, if you're in a smaller space, it could be tens of thousands of dollars over a 10-year period. If you're in a, a medium or larger space, it could be hundreds of thousands or literally millions of dollars in savings or in additional overhead that you have to pay if you don't capture the right terms. And then you get into other concepts like what if it's not the right location, and, and that means lower revenue, or what if it's what if it is a better location, and that means higher staff retention and, and less less turnover there's just there's so many areas that real estate affects it affects obviously the care that's provided it affects the the staff experience which then turns to affect how they interact with patients it affects the patient as well so real estate as far as the the clinical experience the actual health care the care that's provided you can't escape the real estate factor and then on the economic side it's a big decision and realistically Payroll is not very negotiable. I mean, you can try to cut pay if you want to, but you're probably going to lose staff, and it'll cost you two or three times more than if you would have just paid them what's fair and equitable and, and retain them. So, if you're looking at overhead costs, payroll's minimally negotiable. Real estate's 100% negotiable, and you have the ability to choose where you occupy, where you locate, whether you're, you know what type of property you're in, whether you lease or own. There's just so many variables. It provides the healthcare provider a chance to make a lot of decisions, and that can have a tremendous upside or downside for them.
1: yeah, some some great thoughts there, Colin. and and so as you as you think about the eleven plus years you've been doing this in healthcare, what would you say makes you different or better than other practices in real estate that can help customers like the ones listening?
0: Absolutely. There's a handful of things that give us a huge competitive advantage and our our differentiators. First and foremost is our, our commitment to the healthcare space. Most real estate brokers are generalists, and they will chase anything that moves, whether it's an automotive deal, whether it's a, a landlord listing, a tenant deal, healthcare, restaurant, doesn't matter what it is. If it's a deal, they chase it. And that's great because you can provide some level of support, but you can't become, you can't become the specialist. It's the equivalent of in healthcare, you, know, you have an orthopedic surgeon that all he does is replace knees. Right, or you have in dental, you have an endodontist, all they do is root canals every single day. And so, you could have someone who does a root canal once a year, once every two or three years, you could have an endodontist that does a root canal three or four times per day and has done thousands and thousands in their career. So, that's the differentiator for us is that we have a commitment to the healthcare space, we live it, we breathe it, and it's our focus. And with that, we understand the technology. We understand the ergonomics of how the space is layout, the architecture, we understand the construction costs. We understand how the how the technology integrates. We have a team of professionals with attorneys, CPAs, everyone involved that is committed to the healthcare space and committed to those industries. And so we just bring a, a more unified, uh, stronger focus to every transaction and we understand what actually makes a difference or moves the needle for the healthcare provider.
1: Yeah, that that specialty makes a makes a big difference, and maybe you could share a story, Colin. We love stories. What's uh, an example of how your company's been able to get some wins for your customers?
0: Actually, well, I'll, yeah, I'll share a scenario that uh, is very common in healthcare, but I think it's it's one that's it's one of our fu- more fun wins, if you will. We had a deal that we were working for a dentist, mm-hmm. and he was a general dentist. He was in a multi tenant building with seven or eight other tenants, and The other people that owned the building were dental specialists. So three or four other people that owned the building, this dentist referred a lot of business to them. When his lease came up for renewal, they came to him and said, hey, listen, you know, you've been a good tenant. You're a referral source for us. You're our friend. And he was paying about $29 a square foot. And they said, you know, normally it's cost him to raise the lease rates. And so because you're such a great tenant, we like you we're going to go ahead and just keep your lease rate at the same number. We'll keep it at $29 a square foot. And we'll even give you a little bit of money for carpet and paint. And we'll give you a month of free rent. So on the surface, that sounds, hey, that sounds equitable. These guys are taking care of me. These guys are my friends. Right. The doctor, he'd heard me speak and he goes, you know, what, I'm just going to just call, I'm going to call Colin and just have him double check the numbers just to make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be. So he called me, we met with him, went through the lease. And I said, you know, it, everything they said to you sounds good. And that's a traditional landlord posture of, hey, I'm going to take care of you. But I said, you realize the landlord, even if it's a, an acquaintance or even a friend, they still have their interests first. All right. right. And to, to that point, they had a vacant space on the first floor that they were marketing at $19 a square foot. Oh, that's a big difference. So, and so you look at it, most people <laughs> sign a lease, at a certain part of the market, the lease escalates every year, 2%, 3 4%. Those increases typically outpace inflation or the current market. And so most scenarios end up with a lease that's dramatically higher than where the market's at. And so in this scenario, the friend discount or the, the referral source discount was a $10 per square foot premium. Wow. And so we obviously, you know, called the bluffs, went to the market, found other options, put together our posture, which is either give us, you know, give us a market deal, give us the same or a better deal that you'd give a total stranger, but we're not going to pay that premium. And so we were able to drop the rent dramatically, get them much higher tenant improvement allowance to renovate, get them more free rents. And it saved him several hundred thousand dollars. And then he took that money and reinvested it in upgrading his space, upgrading technology and then just put the remaining portion of savings in his pocket. But, I mean, that's an example of just the the overall idea that landlords, good, bad, or indifferent, are in business to make money. And they're not going to voluntarily cut their cash flow or income by tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over a deal any more than a healthcare provider would would voluntarily reduce their reimbursement rates from an insurance company. It's just not going to happen. So it's important to go into a transaction knowing that If you make a small mistake, it will cost you tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not an exaggeration, that's the real numbers. you take a couple dollars per square foot times a couple thousand square feet times five or 10 years, it's it's a lot of money. But you, you gotta go into the transaction and realize that every party is out for their benefit And it doesn't matter whether they're a good person or a great person or whether they give you a Christmas gift or they take you golfing or whether they're a patient, if they can push the deal higher or give you lower concessions, they're going to do what's best for them. And it's no different than you and your practice. You're not going to lower your fees if you don't have to. If you could bump your fees, you would. If you could find a way to capture more money, you do it. And it's not really a, it's not about being good or bad or moral or immoral, it's about Each person in the real estate transaction is going to try to get the best deal for themselves. And if you're going up against sophisticated landlords that negotiate professionally for a living, they have an upper hand. You've got to find a way to level the playing field so that you can capture the best terms for your practice.
1: Yep. No, it's a great story. Colin, and wow, I mean, that's an eye-opener right there, right? I mean, same building, different unit, 10 bucks cheaper per square foot, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You got to pressure test stuff, folks, and this is a great reminder of that. And beyond that, right, understanding what other opportunities exist within your real estate portfolio to optimize terms, to optimize uh, benefits to you and and your business, because ultimately, without margin, there is no mission. And so we gotta make sure we, we got great business models to take care of patients and uh deliver on on the promises we're we're giving to our customers in healthcare, our customers being patients as well. Great story, Colin. I'm glad you took us to that moment and, and uh man, I'm sure that guy is happy. He was he was very happy. His practice was, again, His practice was able to save a ton of money. He was able to
0: put a ton of money in his pocket and he was still able to, to renovate his space and then also invest in new technology, which
1: then, you know, increases production, increases profitability. So yeah, it was a great scenario. That's awesome. So what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've had and what was the key learning from that?
0: Early on, yeah, I realized, and this ended up being a, a huge benefit to me, but early on, I realized that you can't just tell people in real estate what you want to do. And I know that might seem foreign to people, but when it comes to commercial real estate, it'd be great to tell people like, hey, I want to stay in the property. I don't want to relocate my practice. If you tell them that, they're going to dramatically increase your lease rate. So in the beginning, I went into real estate with the idea of, hey, listen, I'm just going to t- we're just going to tell people what they want to do. They're going to treat us fairly. And I realized quickly that that's just not how commercial real estate works. You if you tell someone, I don't want to move, or I'd rather stay, they're going to take that as you can't move, or you're not willing to move. And they're going to push you or push the deal as high as they possibly can. So, you know, one of the things I learned early on, it was a quick lesson, but it was a good one, is if you're dealing with a lease renewal, as an example, and you go to the landlord and tell them, hey, the client wants to stay, they're going to take that as a weakness. They're going to take that as you can't move, you're not willing to move, and they're going to punish you for that. And so I realized quickly, you can't, even begin negotiate with a landlord until you've gone to the market and you've seen what your other options are. So you have a benchmark to compare it to. Mm -hmm. And then when you do talk to the landlord on a lease renewal, you've got to realize that you've got to have other options that are viable and you've got to be willing to exercise those options. And if you do that, then you flip the table on the landlord to where they have the loss factor or the risk factor of losing you. And then they end up competing for your business. Mm -hmm. So... One of the things that I learned early on the hard way was just going to a landlord and saying, Hey, the client wants to do this, or they really want to be here. Or this is the property they want to choose. And in turn, the landlords took that and price gouged and, and gave terms that were not fair, not equitable and put the, the, the client at a huge disadvantage. And I, I realized very quickly, you've got to have a better strategy. You've got to go into the transaction with market knowledge, with other viable options and the ability to execute on those options. And if you do that, you are then in a position of strength and control. And that's a lesson I learned early on that has helped us help our clients capture the best terms on the vast majority of transactions we're involved with.
1: Yeah, that's a big lesson, Colin. And and folks, don't show your cards. You know, you, you lose that leverage in that negotiation. And we're talking about real estate negotiations here. You don't want to show your cards. Because the minute you do, that's when they'll take advantage. And um, Colin said, it's not that they're good or, or great people or, or you know bad. They're just in business and uh, they're looking to get a good deal. So don't help them get a good deal at your own expense. So lots to talk about here in this topic, but you know time's short. We limit these episodes to 20, 25 minutes. You've shared some great pearls, Colin. What would you say you're most excited about today?
0: I'm the most excited about having the ability to, to positively impact people's lives that help people. And you know, in the midst of what's happening right now with with the coronavirus, with the economy, people are are panicking. People are are concerned about what's going on with you know with the election. People are concerned about what's going on with with health. And the reality is is that healthcare providers are on the front lines of society across the board. They're affecting what's happening right now with people's lives, with their health. And then you can see how that then turns and it dominoes into the economy, it dominoes into other areas. And so I'm excited to have the ability to make a positive impact and a difference in a healthcare provider's life or companies that support healthcare providers. And when we do our job and take care of people, that, that means more cash flow, higher profitability, them to be able to save more, them to reinvest more, to hire better staff, to hire more staff. And so I look at our world, I look at real estate as a chance to positively impact and influence the healthcare industry. And I'm keenly aware that the healthcare industry moves the needle for the entire economy and, and honestly the entire world. So
1: it's, for us, it's a privilege to be involved in those deals and a privilege to be involved in their lives. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great uh, great message, Colin and and folks. If you want to learn more about Colin and CAR Real Estate, go to car.us. That's C A R R.us to figure out maybe an opportunity for you to to find a way to optimize your real estate position so that you could maximize profits but also patient care. Colin, leave us with the closing thought and uh, best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. They want to learn more. Absolutely.
0: Closing thought would be go into every real estate transaction with a strategy. Hire a professional who exclusively represents your interests, not the landlords, not the sellers, but just your interests, and get educated on the market before you actually start asking for proposals or negotiating. Know what's out there, and then know all your available options. Know what's available for lease. Know what's available for purchase. Have a real strategy and then go into the negotiation with a specific posture and a plan to actually execute and win. And if you do that, you're going to end up with a dramatically better scenario. For any, any healthcare provider or, or anyone who wants to get in touch with us, uh, again, car.us is a great place to do it. And in the upper right-hand corner, you can click uh, find an agent, and you can find someone who serves healthcare providers in your area. Uh, you can also click in the upper right, uh, free lease or purchase evaluation. and We'll take your current terms, your current scenario, compare it to the market. And we can tell you in a very short period of time, if you want to purchase, what your options would be. If you want to compare your current terms to the market, are you above market, below market? What's the opportunity? And then we can tell you the, the, the perfect time to start your next transaction so that you are fully
1: prepared and can capitalize. Great opportunity, folks to check that out and and figure it out. I mean, it does not hurt to pressure test and uh, don't be that dentist that doesn't find out. <laughs> be the dentist that did find out in this story. And uh, and uh, there might be an opportunity for you to, to improve what you've got going on. So Colin, just want to say thank you and uh, really appreciate you sharing your, your wisdom. Yeah, I appreciate the chance to be here. Thank you.